to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Bonjour, ladies and gents, Jamie in the house, how are you? All good, in the hood, I hope. I'm pretty damn excited because this is not only my first live stream of 2023, I am hitting the ground running with something that I promised and something that I did promise last year was I would get back into doing more Facebook lives. And it's kind of strange because I do go live a lot on Instagram and do these talks. However, I forget that I also have... Facebook to do as well. And uh, I was contemplating doing both at the same time, but I just want to focus on you awesome people. And I really hope you've hit the ground running the start of this week. I worked on the Monday. I just got back into the swing of the things. It was a bank holiday. I don't work in a bank. I don't need a holiday. I've just had Christmas and I really wanted to get back into my habits and routines because like everybody else, I got into the festive spirit. I started to relax a lot. I started to drink a bit more, started to eat a bit more, and most importantly, started to exercise a little bit less. And do you know what happened from doing that? I didn't enjoy it. I really didn't because when you look after yourself, you feel great. I did, however, enjoy catching up with friends, catching up with family, relaxing a little bit, and uh, getting into the festive spirit. However, 2023 is a brand new year and I am very, very focused on giving ridiculous, and I say that, ridiculous amounts of value this year. And I have a new mission. I do have a new mission and it is to help 1 million people get healthier, happier, fitter and stronger over the next few years. And during Christmas, I wrote a blog post called 23 Tips to Have an Incredible 2023. And what I've done is I've selected six of those tips. And what I'm going to do for you now is I'm going to go through those six. If you want to get the entire 23, head on over to mindsetwithmuscle.com. Every single week, I'm going to be posting there something that is going to get you healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. And please, if you do jump onto there, join my Knowledge Bomb newsletter because I'll be sending you every Saturday that blog post. And my mission is to create this year, 52, 53, depending on how many weeks in the year there is, incredible pieces of content to really get you thinking, to get you healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. But today's live stream is all about six of those 23 tips. And I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to go through them. And what I'd like you to do is have a listen, learn, write down, and most importantly, implement. Because something that many people say, um, I, I don't want to claim to have said this, um, and I can't remember who did say it. I remember Robin Sharma saying it, and it was knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. And what I want you to do is make 2023 a year of taking action, absorbing things, and then applying things. You know, the reason, you know, I have a lot of books on my shelf, but a lot of people 
have the same thing. And I like to call it shelf development. And why I call it shelf development is because the only thing that most people are doing with those books are creating an incredible shelf for them. What you need to be doing is creating an incredible self for them. So without further ado, ladies and gents, let's get into it, shall we? Number one of my tips to have an incredible 2023 is that you need to focus on systems, not goals. So you need to focus on systems, not goals. James Clear speaks a lot about this in his book, Atomic Habits. And what he says is that you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And let me explain that a little bit more, especially when it comes to fitness, especially when it comes to weight loss, something that a lot of people will be focused on doing over the next few months. A lot of people will have an outcome-based goal of losing, let's just say, 10 to 15 pounds or one or two stone. And what they will end up doing is be so focused on that goal that they'll go by any means to achieve that goal. And when you are goal-orientated and you don't care about how you get there, as long as you get there, the systems in which you create to get there become unsustainable. I can tell you right now, if you want to lose 15 pounds quickly, and by the way, do not use this system because although it will be effective, it will be very short-lived. Drop your calories to a a thousand calories a day, do two hours of cardio, eat really bland food, uh, and be miserable for the next four to six weeks. And if you can stick to that, the weight will fly off. It will, because you'll be in a massive calorie deficit, you'll be over-exercising, under-eating, and your body will lose the weight, if you can make it through for the four to six weeks. And the worst thing is, is there'll be so many people at the beginning of this month doing that. New year, new me, new miserable me, because the thing that you'll be doing is going hell for leather to get to your goal. But the game, the game to play and the thing to be focusing on this year isn't just achieving your goals, it's maintaining those goals. So it's not just about losing 10 to 15 pounds, it's about losing 10 to 15 pounds and keeping it off. And that's where we come in with the system, okay? Because a good, quality, enjoyable system will ensure that not only do you get to your goal, but you'll keep there too. And the thing that stops people from creating a bulletproof system is because it takes sometimes a little bit longer. And the reason it takes a little bit longer is because it's less extreme, it's more enjoyable, but at the same time, it's also more sustainable. And that's the thing that we're focused on. So if your goal is to lose 10 to 15 pounds, it's finding things that you are going to measure on a daily and weekly basis. And that could be scale weight, which for a lot of people can be a little bit uh, unmotivational, shall we say, because a lot of people will jump on the scale this week and they're going to be like, holy shit, I've put on lots of pounds. And my response to that is, of course you have. You've just had Christmas. You've just had you just had like the laziest period of most people's year with the most amount of food and the least amount of time to get in your exercise and that because you have family and friends and commitments around that time. 
So obviously, you know, I'd be surprised if, if you didn't gain the weight. So why do we need to jump on a scale to tell us what we kind of already know? And what we need to focus on is going, right, how are we going to positively impact that scale on a daily basis? And this is where your system comes in. And I'll tell you what your system needs to be. Making sure that you move more. Setting a goal of saying, I'm going to commit to 8,000 steps a day. I'm going to commit to 10,000 steps per day. Because making that commitment and measuring it will make sure that you are moving more than you probably were in the last couple of weeks. And that compounded over time this year will have a significant impact on your not only your weight loss, but your weight maintenance. And this is so important to understand. 2,000 extra steps a day might not sound a lot, but 14,000 extra steps a week is equivalent to around 450 to 500 calories per week in a deficit. Now let's compound those weeks by 52. Okay, it's a lot. And that's the thing that we need to be focusing on. Not the six-week goal. It's the year goal. It's the two-year goal. It's the five-year goal. Because if we can make that just small incremental change and be consistent with it, we're going to get great results because they're going to be habits. And when we create positive habits they and we enjoy them, they go on autopilot. And not only do we get the result, but we keep them too. So part of your system should be movement. The next part of your system should be macros. And what I mean by macros is macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs, and calories, of course. Because one of the most important things to do is have a look at where you've been going wrong over Christmas. And I've been t- I will tell you right now where you've been going wrong. I love Christmas food. Anna, my wife, always buys this cranberry pork pie from Marks and Spencers. You've probably seen it before. It's incredible. It's got it looks like it looks like a pudding. Okay, it's just got these cranberries, these glazed cranberries on top. And and it's about for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, it is thick. It is thick. And what ends up happening, as you know, over Christmas, is you open those, you know, you open those drawers, you open that that fridge, and there's that, there's that glorious MS pork pie just staring at me, going, Jay, Jay, hey, come here. There's still half of me left. And you feel kind of guilty because you need to get it done. And, you know, I'm justifying it to myself. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, pork's good. Pork's got protein in, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And, and that's tends what, you know, that, that's what tends to happen. But anyway, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. now. Coming back on what I said, make sure that you are measuring your macros, okay? The best thing that you can possibly do is use a calorie tracking app for the first couple of weeks of the month. And that will make a massive difference because what that will do is it will enable you to look at your bad habits that you've been getting into over the last few weeks and then hopefully start getting out of them. And I remember last week there was a popular podcast and what they were talking about is that calorie counting doesn't work. And there is certain studies that over a long period of time, once again, people get to extreme lengths and then they regress and then they give up because, you know, tracking everything that you eat 24 hours a day, 365 days a week can be a bit debilitating, can be a bit restrictive, and it can be a bit obsessive. 
But the way that I always look at calorie counting and tracking is getting you to understand yourself, creating more self-awareness and getting you to look at where it is that you're going wrong. Because if you commit to tracking everything for two weeks, and I'm including milk and oils and everything else like that, you'll realize how much how many calories are in certain things and it might cause you to change your habits i'll give you a great example of this i have a bit of a weakness for carrot cake oh yes i love carrot cake i really really do. i do not eat enough carrot cake i remember once a few years back uh, making a healthy carrot cake it had a certain carrot cake taste but not compared to the real one and i remember going into costa coffee and seeing this amazing carrot cake. And then I looked at the calories. One slice was around 650 calories, which put me off buying it. Because I was like, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. So just by knowing how many calories was in it enabled me to make a different or even sometimes better decision. And that's what I'd want for you to do. Start measuring and manage things so you can be more aware of the bad habits that got you to gain the weight in the first place and then start to change those. And when you do start to change them and you start to find it a lot easier to stick to certain things, you can ditch the calorie counting. And it took me a long time to do this. It took me many years to trust the fact that I do not need to um, count my calories and macros in order to be in great shape because of the habits that I've put myself in. You know, I naturally gravitate to healthy food. I like um, lean meats and proteins and... uh, I do like cooking my own food as well. So focus on systems, not goals. The best system that you can create to lose weight, get in shape and feel great is committing to moving eight to 10,000 steps a day, having a, you know, having a grip on your nutrition, making conscious eating decisions, drinking less alcohol, drinking more water and ticking it off every single day because that's what's going to make you feel good. Did you... Tr- hit 10,000 steps today? Did you drink two liters of water today? Were you tracking your macros today? And if you tick those three, you're going to feel good. And if you don't tick one of them, don't feel bad either because tomorrow is another day. And that is the most important thing about habits. It's not about making sure that you're perfect. It's just being aware of them and getting back on track. And uh, there's a, a writer which I um, was following on Twitter called Sahil Bloom. Highly recommend following him. And he brought up something called the two-day rule. And I like I love this when it comes to habits. And what the two-day rule is about is it's okay to not be getting everything in in one day, but don't make it two. So let's just say, for example, that you got a goal of 10,000 steps a day and one day you managed to get just six. That's fine. Don't beat yourself up, but just make sure on day two that you get it. Because it's when we fall out of that routine for multiple days that it becomes a problem. So number one, focus on systems, not goals. Yes, okay, set your goals. They are super important. What is it that you want to achieve this year? But then break it down. I talk about this with a one chapter a day analogy. You know, if your goal is to read 35 books this year, the system would be to commit to one chapter a day. Because most self-development books are 11 to 12 chapters. And if you read one chapter a day, uh, the chances are that you'd probably get 35 books read in a year. 
But so many people make a outcome-based commitment. They smash through a couple of books in Jan, maybe one book in Feb, and they wonder why they can't get the momentum going because they haven't got a good system. It's just read, 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 read until the 35 books are read. And it's a shitty system because people end up getting three or four books done and then don't do anything for the final months. Uh, And change the word book with exercise, change the word book with steps, change the word book with anything that you are planning to do as part of your New Year's resolutions in 2023. So number one, focus on systems, not goals. Number two, make your health a priority. There are so many people still that feel guilty or selfish for prioritizing their own physical and mental health. This should be the most important thing in your life. Look after yourself first, then look after others. Because as the old quote goes, you can't serve others from an empty vessel. And you are going to be able to help more people, serve more people, make people's lives better when you make your life better first. So you need to start making health a priority. You need to have non-negotiables in your diary for you, for your health, for your productivity, for your wellness. So make sure that you are writing what your non-negotiables are down. This could be per week, I need to do three runs. Per week, I have a non-negotiable of doing three gym sessions. Per week, I have a non-negotiable of getting 70,000 steps in a week. Set your non-negotiables that help you with your health and your happiness. Because when you prioritize that, the world changes, the game changes. And never feel guilty for looking after yourself. So make this year a year of prioritizing your health and your wellness. Because it will make a massive difference not only to yourself, but to others too. Number three, set boundaries with others. An issue that so many people have these days is distraction and the need to please others. And I really, really struggle with this. Upon reflection from last year, and I have a very deep reflection in December, I realized that I said yes to too many things. I get excited when I get an opportunity in my inbox with something that's cool. And I've even had a a couple this week. And at first I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And then I fall back on, okay, will it make the boat go faster? And what I mean by that is, will it help me get to where I want to go faster? And if the answer is no, then unfortunately it is a no, even if it is a great opportunity. So from a boundary point of view, learning to say no is a superpower. And from a boundary point of view is, look at the people that are in your life. There's family there is friends. There are people that you can get rid of and there is people that you can't get rid of. And the people that you can get rid of, you need to make sure that you are binning them off. You need to get rid of them. If you are hanging around with somebody and they make you feel worse after you've interacted with them, 
and they're not a family member. You need to question whether they're actually a friend. And you also need to question why you're hanging around with them because they are draining your energy, they are draining your time and they are taking you further away from where it is that you need to be. So you need to create boundaries with those. When it comes to family, I'm quite brutal with this. You know, a lot of people feel this obligation because they have blood relatives. But if that person is toxic, if that person brings you down, drags you down, makes your life more difficult, you've got to make some decisions. You really, really have. You have to, I always say this, reduce or remove. If you cannot reduce and create strong boundaries with those people and they still step on those boundaries, even after communicating with them and telling them, you need to remove them completely. You really, really do. And since I've spoken about this, I've had quite a few people on either side. And a lot of it is a cultural thing. A lot of people say, well, you know, that's not on in my family. You know, it's family first, looking after each other. And I totally get that. But there are different cultures where, you know, family members aren't as toxic as they are in some of this, you know, in, especially in the UK, especially in the US. So having those boundaries with people, having those boundaries with yourself as well, um, it's going to be so important to get everything that you want to get done this 2023. No is a complete sentence. I always struggle saying no, and I'm getting better at it. And uh, I've been practicing it a lot this week. And no doubt that I'm going to be practicing it a lot more uh, this year. Because I do get a lot of requests for different things, as you can imagine. And they're all great things, all exciting things. I love you know, I love meeting new people. I love engaging with people. And uh, sometimes that can be a disadvantage because it takes me away from the things that I want to do this year. And my goals this year are really to write more, to talk more. And I've set a massive goal this year of you know, focusing on helping 1 million people get healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger. And if I really, really focus on that, that could be 10 million. That could be 100 million as long as I stay focused on what it is that I, uh, you know, I'm focused on doing and what my mission is. And that mission involves no distractions, focus, writing, talking, doing exactly what it is that I'm doing now. So tip number three, set boundaries with others. Number four, take on a challenge. One of the things that I want you to be thinking about this year is to do something that is going to push your body and mind. Push your body, push your mind, or do a combination of the two. This could be something physical. This could be something mental. This could be something both physical and mental. But one thing that it needs to do is get you out of your comfort zone. For those of you who are you know, not fit and healthy and have never run in your life, that could be as simple as a 5K. For those of you who are runners, and, you know, pound five to 10 Ks with ease, that might be a marathon. That might even be an ultra run, you know, from a physical point of view. Um, mental point of view could also be doing something that you really don't want to do. I know something that just springs to mind that would be the last thing that I'd want to do. And that's jump out of a plane. Okay, that's, that'd be a massive challenge for me. And it scares me the fact that I've said that live because it's like realizing that, yeah, that could be me taking on a massive challenge this year if I choose to do so. Um, but take on a challenge. And I think this is so important. If you think about the last few years, we've been so restricted from what it is that we've been able to do. 
where we've been able to go, who we've been able to see, what we've been able to achieve. And that's not happening now. It's not happening this year. So you need to kind of think back of the things that you really wanted to be doing around that kind of 2019, 2020 and get back into thinking about setting yourself those goals. And then most importantly, having a date for them, putting that date in the diary, because when you register, when you book, when you have that date, when it's circled in your diary, shit gets real. The game changes. I always remember when I tell people about my crazy charity events that I've done. As soon as I've got that date in, everything gets serious. Everything gets more focused because the time ticks down. Tick, 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 tick. And it's that kind of pressure that gets me more focused, gets me to my goal and and makes me achieve that thing. So number four, take on a challenge. Number five, write shit down. And I can't stress this enough. Write shit down. Your brain is incredible. Your brain is amazing, but it's also terrible. Okay, sometimes I can't remember where I put my keys, but I remember learning how to sing Silent Night in German when I was six. Schlaf in himmlischer Ruhe, schlaf in himmlischer Ruhe. Okay, I can't sing, but how can I remember that? And I can't remember where I've put my car keys. It's because once again, your brain is incredible, but it's also shit. And this is why you need to write shit down. And there are many different benefits that you're going to get from writing shit down. You're going to be more organized. You're going to be more focused. You're going to be able to figure things out more. You're going to be less overwhelmed. You're going to have less anxiety. Because what you're doing is dumping out of this very complicated thing in your head and putting it into reality, putting it on pen, paper, whiteboards, and being able to map it out. And as soon as I do those things, my overwhelm, my anxiety reduces down. You need to be honest with yourself via an app or a piece of paper. It could be journaling, it could be to-do lists, it could be planning, whatever it is that you are focused on doing. Your commitment this year should be writing more things down and creating a kind of second brain for yourself. I've just started this year using an, an app called Notion, and Notion is, is incredible. It's got databases, it's got to-do lists, it's got so many incredible things that you can use it for, but I am literally just learning it, building it, and using it as my second brain. I'm using it to plan out all of my content, I'm using it to plan out all of my blogs, I'm using it to plan out all of my ideas, and I'm using it to map out all of my business too. And to have one central place to, to look at, up things, to put things, uh, is incredible. So number five, write shit down. Uh, and finally, ladies and gents, of my six things. Number six, do hard things. A quote which I probably said a thousand times last year and will probably continue to say for the next five years is hard things, easy life easy things, hard life. Now, for those of you who do follow me, you'll know pretty much my morning routine. I get up very early, I do stretching, I do breath work. And finally, before I go to the gym, I have a ice cold plunge. A lot of people think it's crazy. A lot of people ask me why. And one of the main things is I don't want to do it. 
And that is why I do it. Because I have to have a conversation with myself every single day. And every single day is different. The first voice says to me, Jay, skip it. You don't need to do it. You don't need to do it. What do you need to do an ice bath for today? And the second voice says to me, Jay, shut the fuck up and get in your ice bath. And I do. I really, really do. And I'm glad that I did. And it's really understanding that doing hard things is all about understanding what discipline is. And it adds to another quote, which I say, motivation is doing things when you feel like doing it and discipline is doing things regardless of how you feel. If your plan of action for 2023 is to be more motivated, good luck. I wish you the best of luck because you're not going to get much done. What you should strive to have in 2023 is to be more disciplined. And discipline is understanding that most things that you are doing, you get the benefit after you've done it, not before. Motivation, things are easy to do because you're motivated to do them. And if you're only doing things when you feel good, you're not going to be consistent. So focus on doing hard things. The beautiful thing when you do hard things, and by hard things, I mean exercise, stretch, mobility, you know, study. Do all the things which you said you were going to do, even though you don't feel like doing them. When you do those things, the world rewards you. And the reason that the world rewards you is because you become a small minority of people who actually do the things that they're supposed to do. And if you're trying to get places in this world, that's where you want to be. Because most people aren't motivated. Most people do not understand discipline. Most people will only do things when they feel like doing it. So when you become a person who does things regardless of how they feel, you become different. And when you become different, you become a lot more successful in the things which you're striving for. Because... If you think about it, the reason that a lot of people get triggered with things like a physique, money, success, is because they don't have it. And the reason that they don't have it is because it's fucking hard to get. And the reason that it's hard to get is because you have to be consistent, not for a week, not for a month, for years and years and years. And even when you're there, it's very easy to lose it because, you know, when it comes to success, when it comes to money, when it comes to your physique... It's not a destination. You don't get there and go, oh, I'm here now. It's something that you maintain. And if you've maintained it, going back to our first one about systems, not goals, by unsustainable means, it won't be long before you lose it. So do hard things. If you are striving to do something in the next couple of weeks, it might be quite easy because the New Year's resolutions are nice and fresh, nice and new. And... uh, when it comes to February and March, these things are going to get a lot more difficult. The gyms are going to get a lot emptier than they were in January. The this, One thing I always found with my sea dips is when the weather got a little bit warmer, there was more people in the morning going in the sea. Then October, November, December turns around and then I go down there and there's no one. Why? Because it's hard to do. If it's hard to do, it's good to do. So do hard things. Hard things, easy life easy things, hard life. Ladies and gents, thank you ever so much for tuning in. Uh, If you did um, watch this live, thank you ever so much. I'm going to be back pretty much every Wednesday now around lunchtime, a little bit late today to drop these knowledge bombs. And uh, I really hope you enjoyed them. That is it for me, ladies and gents. And I'll speak to you soon. Adios. Amigos. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top.